Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of The Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged. Unscripted, unintimidated, unjabbed, unafraid. This is America Unplugged. I'm Tony Arterburn, and uh, Billy Ray Valentine, well, he uh, is a disturbance in the force, and uh, he's negotiating his way back into the simulation, ladies and gentlemen. We may hear from Billy Ray in just a second, but I'm joined by one of the usual suspects, the legendary Donald Jeffries, author of Hidden History and many other fine works. Don, how are you doing? Okay, how you doing? Good. Glad to be with you and a special guest star guard today. So. Absolutely. When... When the chips are down, you can count on the amazing guard Goldsmith. I, we didn't have internet. I walked into the shop this morning. I'm like, well, I pay. You guys, you don't want to know how much I pay for internet um, <laughs> for my business. But anyway, I don't have internet, and that happens often now. So I'm going to have to do something about that. But guard Goldsmith, novelist, renaissance man, uh, host of the Liberty Conspiracy Show, M MRC TV, everything. What, what don't you do, guard? Welcome to America Unplugged. Well, I don't make a lot of money <laughs> and I don't have control over my own energy resources here in New Hampshire. As we were discussing before the show started, we had a blackout here for three days. All I can think of was the damn wait for the blackout. Let's wait for the blackout. The light is too bright. That's what we had. And it's uh, it's good to be back here in civilization with you fine, fine cats. Thanks for the invite, man. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, I know I'm ready. I've got my hammer and I've got <laughs> and, I've, and I've got my, drink, my left hand. I like this is the aviator. It's my coming in with Yeah, the I was saying I've I've got my drink and I'm actually wearing pants, so I don't know whether that is actually appropriate for this well, party. I'll leave that up to the audience. Uh, you, you let he who has wisdom discern is am I wearing pants? But I do have my hammer right. and I do have my drink. Uh, let's see if we can <laughs> let's see. Fine. Billy Ray is joining us live via negotiations with the simulation. Billy, how are you doing, sir? What's going on? Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, sir. Yeah. Beautiful. What's up? What's up? How's everybody doing? Sorry, I can't be there. And, uh, okay. you know, I can't show my camera or whatever. I don't That's OK. Yeah, it's good to we're hear you, Billy. We're going to I've got my hammer, Billy, and I've got my drink and uh, it's, it's got my tea. I don't think I've got the Paul Pelosi special. I don't. Th I think he's having some high octane stuff there <laughs> when, when the police show up. We can we can talk about that. Well, good 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 that uh, we have Billy Ray on the line. Uh, Don, uh, yesterday uh, I, I covered it on my show, but uh, late in the afternoon they finally released the uh, the body cam footage yeah. of the Pelosi arrest. I wanted to get your take on yeah. this to, uh, to start the show. It's <laughs> Kind of a bit of a, a comic relief, but it pr keeps proving us right that the mainstream media is completely yeah. useless. Even when something is so, I mean, over the top, there's red flags everywhere that there's this is not the story. They wanted you to go away, but now it's back. What, what are your thoughts, Don Jeffrey? Well, I, I got to confess, I saw it briefly. Um, I, I don't know. The Pelosi story, for some reason, I think I, I don't, it, it doesn't interest me a whole lot. I think it's a distraction, but. I, I, what I noticed is that uh, when the, I guess when they opened the door and Pelosi standing there with his attacker, uh, they both looked pretty happy. Uh, they didn't look like there was any kind of a dispute going on. And the guy had kind of a weird, curious smile on his face. I, I, you know, I've never been attacked with a hammer before, but I guess maybe that's how uh, hammer attackers, uh, you know, <laughs> catch you off guard or whatever. Cause he looked, he didn't look like he was mad or anything. And then suddenly he just lunges. And then I think, I think the attack kind of went off camera. I don't know, maybe conveniently, but um, I, I don't, I don't know what to make of it. It just, and I guess Pelosi's an old guy, but he seems to have recovered from it nicely. I guess that's pretty impressive. I, I don't really know. I just know whatever it is, it's, it's probably not the truth because they lie about everything. So, you know, whatever was happening there I, and I wouldn't put it past it when they went off camera, that something else entirely, I, I don't know. This, this, a lot of this stuff is, it looks like theater. 
to me. Right. Uh, I don't really, I don't really understand it. What, what happened to the guy? Did they, is the guy still alive? I, I guess he, they didn't kill him or anything. Right. So he's, he's still uh, around yeah, well, to the, try to explain. What, well, the, <laughs> at the beginning of this story, what I found interesting, by the way, just disclaimer, I'm not interested in the political slant or partisan side of this at all. I was only interested in the fact that it's clearly a story that the mainstream media wanted you not to think about. And I thought it'll come back eventually because there's too many cameras now, right? You can get a foyer. Eventually somebody's going to hit it. But the, one of the reasons that I thought it was suspect that the federal government or you know, the deep state stepping in was because this guy, DePape, was immediately turned over to the feds for an immigration violation because he's Canadian. I mean, immediately, like within 24 hours, he was handed <laughs> over to the federal government. So that's how I knew there was something. There was something here. And uh, anyway, it, it finally came out. And I'm just I'm just amused. It's funnier than I even thought it was going to be. Uh, Gar Goldsmith, your take, sir. Yeah, I, I, I think your take on focusing on the media in this is just perfect because they're complicit. You know, they're the stormtroopers of information. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Oh, move along, move along. Right. That's what it is. And and they they clearly are are of a different breed in the pop media because we're all sitting here going, okay, none of this makes any sense. There are red flags all over the place. And the very fact of the, that the police arrived there and there weren't security all over the place for this person who's second in line to the presidency, that itself is a red flag. Right. Then all the other stories are red flags. And it's not my place to judge, you know, or I, I'll put it this way. Uh, do not judge lest you are be willing to be judged. So I will judge. Uh, it, it's, it's very clear that Paul, yeah i will judge paul pelosi clearly yeah. has some problems and so does nancy pelosi and perhaps before they pass away they'll clean up their acts i doubt it but this is not what the pop media has told us it is and that itself i think is a great lesson for us to apply to so many other stories and make sure that we're skeptical of what those people report if if People aren't already skeptical. All they have to do is look at this video and compare it to the way it's been reported. Yeah, 1,000. That's the whole point of why I brought this up is just, again, it's why we do what we do. It's why there's an alternative media. I mean, the the mainstream media is completely bankrupt with with their coverage of, of this. I mean, and, and, and other things. I mean, it's, I was talking yesterday on my show, and I was like, you know, just the typical response is it's, it's three buildings and two planes, Tony, and why don't you agree with that? You know, that's the <laughs> mainstream media narrative. I'm going to go to Billy Ray Valentine uh, joining us. Uh, he's let me unmute his mic because he got a little background noise. Billy, what's your uh, what's your take on the Paul Pelosi of, of footage being uh, being released yesterday? Does it surprise you? Well, but before we get into that, I, before we get into that, I just want to say that there's no way in hell that um, there were any phone calls made from the planes on 9/11. No way in hell that that happened right. in 2001. When I can't get a, a regular phone call connection into StreamYard driving in New Jersey, this is ridiculous. So there, there, there's no way that happens. You know, I mean, come on. You know, there's, there's, the altitude of your car, Billy. Perhaps you're beyond, perhaps you're a little <laughs> higher up than you thought you were. And, and, and you, even further, if you go you, back far enough, the, Billy, you go back far. You and call the moon in 1969. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. I'm like, even further, how am I supposed to believe we had a broadcast from the moon when I can't even do this without without interruption? Regardless, with the Paul Pelosi thing, right, um, I think there are a couple of things that we can take from this situation and learn from. Um, regardless of how fishy the whole situation looked, and I saw the guy hit the dude with the hammer, that was crazy, right? Um, I listened to the entire phone call uh, that they made to the emergency dispatch. And there was never an instance where Paul Pelosi said, this is my friend, a family friend that I know. It was actually the other way around. He said, um, he's telling me to say this pretty much. And that's clear as day. And uh, it was what the alternative media took and ran with in order to fit uh, their Nancy Pelosi hit. Now, listen, I'm not a fan of the Pelosi's or the Democratic Party. I've never voted Democrat in my life, in my life. Um, but uh, we need to realize where we stand as far as the alternative media goes. And we need to realize when we take narratives and run with them to fit our worldview, to fit something that we want, a preconceived notion 
of uh, of of you know, like like you know they're they're vampires that that they're, they're pedophiles and and they carry on with gay relationships and all and we want to believe these things in the alternative media if we have um uh concrete proof for some of this stuff great let's talk about it if we want to speculate in that direction i guess we can't stop that but the fact of the matter is that's not what came out in these tapes whether we believe them or not i guess we can start saying that you know uh, they were doctored the videos were doctored and and we're getting we're getting fed the wrong information you know i mean uh, all types of conspiracy theories can come up from this but judging from what i got um and taking into consideration that the alternative takes their information from the mainstream media everything we analyze comes out of the mainstream i'm inclined to believe what's going on here and and i see the problem uh that the alternative media has in 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 the demonization of the democrats and the democratic party and i understand that there are a bunch of pieces of filth but we need to be objective and we need to be rational and use our discernment when um uh, analyzing these situations and when reporting it and that's what i'm trying to do that's what we're trying to do here on america on Plan. um and uh whether people like it or not is is a side issue it is this is what went down and this is what we need to look at. I know it's a bit of a different take. Go ahead. No, I love your take. It's always uh, it's always refreshing and sobering up. But I think that uh, I just think the whole thing is hilarious. And just another example of how the mainstream media is completely, completely bankrupt. Uh, let, let's let's change subjects. I, I want to talk about what happened to this Pfizer executive. And uh, I mean, imagine you're checking all the right boxes. You uh, you support all the right causes. You've got your Ukrainian flag on your profile picture and you just got your dues card punched for the Illuminati. And then you go on a website and you find a date and guess what? It's Project Veritas uh, right out of the gate. That's some bad luck. Uh, let's let's talk about this story, this Pfizer exec. Let me pull this as technocracy.news and I covered this yesterday. Uh, this happens to be the undercover footage of profiting from vaccines by... Let's just call it what it is. It's gain of function, Operation Paperclip, Nazi science, trying to make viruses more lethal so you can problem, reaction, solution, treat them, right? You create the problem and the solution in the same lab. Um, let's go to Don Jeffries. Don, your, your take on this uh, undercover video of the Pfizer executive admitting uh, that they are working and they don't want to call it gain of function. It's not gain of function, but it absolutely is. Uh, let's talk about that. Well, I, I think of all of Project Veritas videos, this is number one. This is like its biggest hit. This is, this is I want to hold your hand. You know, this, this is by far the most entertaining. Uh, but I think what it says, even more that what the guy said about, uh, you know, mutating viruses and so we can get new vaccines, which we all suspect, obviously, these big pharma companies uh, do that. They don't have any morality. But I think when he was uh, confronted by O'Keefe in the subsequent video in the restaurant, that's what really impressed me. That's where the entertainment really started because this guy was supposedly, I don't know how high up he was at Pfizer, but he was director of something. So he was a really big wig at Pfizer and he was just absolutely, he looked like a cast member from Glee or something. He was so hysterical and uh, unbalanced. I mean, you see, he was absolutely ridiculous, you know, waving his hands and just getting, you know, uh, calling the cops and saying there's too many white people and, and getting the re when the restaurant people did lock the door on O'Keefe. That's what I found incredible is that the, this is the way our society is now. People in, in anywhere is automatically the go-to position is, okay, I'm going to take the nuts side here. You know, they had to see this guy was completely ridiculous the way he was acting, getting on the floor and writhing around. So the restaurant owner, instead of saying, uh, buddy, you know, you're, you're out of control, they go and lock the door to try to keep O'Keefe in. That says a lot about where our society is at. Um, so I, I think the reaction to it was amazing. And then, of course, the response to the media, just like with Pelosi or the five cops, who, you know, we'll talk about maybe uh, the response to the media is always dishonest. They either don't cover it at all. And I, I don't I doubt very seriously this has gotten any coverage <clears throat> on anything outside of Tucker Carlson covers it. But Nobody in CNN and MSNBC, I, I doubt they've covered it all because there's no, how do you explain that? But I, but I, I maybe they can. I mean, remember when all the O'Keefe got the people uh, to talk about uh, using uh, children's body parts and stuff. It, 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 they, they still managed to demonize him for that. So maybe they'll demonize him here as well. But 
just it said a lot about where our country's at. It didn't tell me anything. Surprised. I wasn't surprised at all about what he said about Pfizer. I believe much worse things about them. But uh, the fact that this guy rose to that level. So, again, you're seeing just like you're seeing the people in the cities that run these cities. These are the kind of people that are somehow finding their way up near the top. And so you wonder why things are going the way they are. These are the people that are in charge. Guard Goldsmith. Well, I got to say, Tony, I've decided now uh, my name is no longer Gardner Goldsmith. Uh, I might still be Gardner Goldsmith, but I'm different. I'm called Directed Evolution. So do you remember that? I'm no longer Gardner Goldsmith. I am Directed Evolution. It's I'm a completely different thing. And if anybody ever says anything different, I'm getting on the floor of the restaurant. And I'm going around in circles like I'm, I'm possessed. I'm Linda Blair in it, baby. That's what's going on. So you just remember that, all right? <clears throat> the power of DNA compels you, I guess is what they would say. The power of our mRNA. What, a, it, 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 what, what amazed me was, um, I don't know if you guys watch uh, Esoteric Ed uh, of the Outer Light from New Zealand. Uh, for a while, he was booted big time. But he was one of, I think he was the guy, because he's got an architectural background. I think he was the guy who discovered the serpent shape of the uh, the Pope's meeting hall and stuff like that. And he put that information out there. He's a really cool dude. And he worked, he got some information that he put out, uh, I think it was yesterday, on this guy, this, you know, multi-named guy from Pfizer. And um, and as far as I know, they, they even got screenshots of this guy. Some people are saying, oh, this guy's a cutout. And it's not real. And, you know, he was pretending he doesn't really have access to all this information. They got they got um, uh, screenshots of events with Burla and this guy together, uh, his position listed, um, his background at Yale, going for his medical degree, photographs with other students from his graduating class. So it's very clear. There's a whole trace of evidence. Everything is clear that this guy was in this position at Pfizer and he was not making this stuff up just to impress people. And everybody knows that the term that he was using was just a cipher for gain of function. We all know that. What I think is uh, sort of remarkable was my own reaction to this. And I don't know if you guys would think this is as, uh, you know, as impactful as I thought it was, but I sort of took it as, you know, because I've been thinking about this so long, my normalcy bias is so high on this that I was like, well, yeah, it's just, just another day in paradise. Like, and then I paused and I was like, wait a minute. No, this is like Nuremberg level, Michael Crichton, dystopian science fiction novel stuff. This is a guy talking over dinner about creating a virus that could potentially kill millions of people simply to impress his date, supposedly. He's not talking about trying to help humanity. He's not doing that. He's like, oh, yeah, Pfizer will make a lot of money for this. I mean, that that is just craven. I, it, it, it literally is like Mengele stuff. You know, it's that bad. Agreed. Yeah, it's just way over the top. And it just shows you the disparity between regular people and what's going yeah. on with these the type of human being, or if you want to call it that, that's elevated to these multinational corporations and government level. I mean, we're seeing the sociopathic behavior in real time here. They're not even trying to hide things anymore. They don't have good, they don't even run PR. And I've got an opinion on this. Well, I want to hear from, from Billy Ray uh, and his take on this undercover video. But I've got an opinion here because we're seeing something bounce around uh, and it's it's pretty consistent. Uh, but I want to hear from Billy first. Uh, Billy, your take on the uh, Pfizer video and uh, the release of the uh, verified. Well, first I want to say that uh, I don't trust uh, James O'Keefe or Project Veritas as far as I can throw. Second, I want to say that it's always an honor to be on with Tony Arterburn, Don Jeffries, and Directed Evolution. I'm very happy to have Directed Evolution on the show. That's uh, amazing, amazing. Directed Evolution is somebody I've looked up to for a long time, and uh, he's here now, and, uh, and I am I'm honored. It's, he's a gentleman in the sky. Was it Directed Evolution in the name of a Prince album? Am I am I wrong? About that? <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know I don't know if it was, but I, I know we have Directed Evolution live and in person in party here with us today. So um, that is dope. Um, you know, um, of course they're doing gain of function experiments, and now they don't want to call it gain of function because due to COVID and you know 
a lot of people know what gain of function is. Before they used to say this, nobody used to know what it was or cared. You know, but now it's it's been thrusted into the consciousness of the mainstream. And they know what gain of function is and they know what it's about. And most rational people uh, will say, no, we don't want to do this. Let's not create hyper uh, germs or hyper viruses that are going to kill half of humanity if they get out. And we're supposed to trust them, right? Like those uh, those monkeys that got loose in Canada or, or I don't know, or CERN creating a black hole. Like we always go back to that. Like, or, or they want to blow up the moon, right? Let's, let's throw yes. missiles at the moon. Let's see what happens. They want to block out the sun, Bill Gates. Let's block out the sun. And all of these psychopaths are, are allowed to operate, you know, as as if nothing, as if nothing's wrong. You drop a burger at McDonald's, you're fired immediately. These people get to get to screw with the fabric of reality, and nothing happens to them. I don't understand it, but uh, luckily they, uh, they they've had to come up with different ways of describing this because that means more people are aware and more people. Uh, don't like it. I love uh, directed evolution. That that's a dope name. I don't think I will ever call guards Goldsmith anything else from this moment forward. He is directed evolution to me. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's like Lancelot Link and the Evolution Revolution from the Lancelot <laughs> Link TV show. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> all, all all jokes aside, directed evolution is is a much better name for gain of function because yeah. it makes sense and 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 uh, you know i think that's what happened to to humanity it's been directed evolution i don't know who directed the evolution maybe maybe it was the creator i i have a feeling that the creator uh allowed all this to happen not necessarily got involved in it but um directed evolution seems like a really straightforward way of, of looking at this we are manipulating this it's not actual evolution it's it's been manipulated by humans you know when when uh when the the mice population and when the monkeys take over the world they're gonna go back and and look at their uh manuscripts and call it directed evolution there will be a very a face uh guard goldsmith's face will be right next to that definition but but at least they'll have a clear view of what's going on I, I like that take. Uh, That's <laughs> awesome. Carlton Heston on the beach. Uh, yes. Get your what is it? Get your get your filthy <laughs> filthy. Yeah. Get your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! <laughs> right, dirty right, right. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, okay. Let's kind of circle back to this, and this is something that's been on my mind. I didn't bring this up yesterday on my show. I was saving it for today. But there's an overarching theme coming through this, this this slow drip about the jabs and uh, the negative press that that it's receiving. If you notice, there's a common thread. And I want to go back to uh, Moderna, Mode RNA, the original title of that company. They're DARPA funded. DARPA never released anything. They've never released any product. Their stock was always oh, it was always on the precipice of doing gene therapy, vaccines. All that's what they were supposed to specialize in they finally release something here but if you notice through all this bad press and again a coin doesn't have two sides it has three a coin has one two and then the edge the edge is a side of that coin there's three sides so this is a different part of the story and this is just just me but does anybody notice that pfizer is being targeted i know that i make fun of pfizer and that, that the apocalypse is brought to you in part by pfizer because it is but again this is where the main thing out front, does this look like some sort of sophisticated uh, hostile takeover? And I want to I want to throw it to all three of you gentlemen. In my mind, there's something to that. And I'm not saying Project Veritas is in on that. I'm just saying that all the negative press is coming from the one manufacturer, not all of them. You don't hear about J&J. You don't hear about Moderna. When's the last time we talked about AstraZeneca? Never. It's almost never. It's just you hear the generic the jab or Pfizer. It's and then that's the only thing you ever hear. You don't hear about anybody else. So Don Jeffries, uh, my my conspiracy theory on this being some sort of sophisticated takedown. I wanted to get your opinion. Well, that's that's an interesting take, Tony. Um, you know, your does get mentioned on and AstraZeneca, yeah, never gets mentioned. Uh, 
I, I don't know. To me, I think they're all very similar, aren't they? I mean, maybe there's there's small differences in them, but I, I don't I don't understand anything about this. You know what has been I call the COVID narrative, and I'm almost done my book. And I uh, every time I think I'm done, like this Pfizer tape comes out, so I feel like I have to include something about that in there. So it's, it's an ongoing story. It's just hard to to finish it up and send it to the publisher. But uh, I I don't know. You know they do like to. Um, have things out there hiding in plain sight. And I tell people all the time with my, it's when I can get through the search engine censorship and with the help of this researchers, uh, you can find this stuff in establishment sources. A lot of my book is the CDC and the WHO, their own words. They, they're telling you what's really going on. And then their voice, their mouthpieces in the state controlled media, they do the line for them. If you look at the CDC's uh, documentation and the WHO, yeah, they'll still have their officials trot out and say some lie. But if you look, they're the ones that'll, they'll, they'll you know, they'll, they'll, the CDC directed to the hospitals. Yeah, you know, put put COVID on the death certificate, even if the patient hasn't been tested. That goes back to 2020. This stuff is out there to see. So what they're doing with Pfizer, I don't know. They, they may, you know, a lot of times they just, I think they just like to have, have this stuff because they know no matter how obvious it is. I mean, if that guy had, you know, took a needle out and tried to jab his date, maybe I'm going to mutate you. I I don't know if it would have made any difference in terms of CNN or people covered. I think they respond to it the same matter. And a lot of times they like, whether it's planning a a magic back in 1963 for JFK or the, the magical passport of Muhammad Atta, you know, you know, magically appearing intact on type of all the pulverized steel and everything, the world trade center. These are calling cards. So this may be that. Maybe they're just trying to throw that out there. And um, maybe for whatever reason, they want people directed at Pfizer. And maybe who knows what's going on in the other companies. I don't know. I, I, that's an interesting theory. But you're right. It is. Uh, they, they do get most of the uh, negative attentions that's associated with it, such as it is. But I, I think for the most people, the people that have taken their jabs or any of the other jabs, they're deep in denial now. And they're, they're, they're just clinging to this narrative, no matter what, they're getting COVID. I mean, people in my family have COVID all over. It's happening all over. Everybody's got COVID next door neighbors. All these people that have been jabbed multiple times, they keep getting it. And so it's like a slap in the face to them each time. They don't want to admit to themselves because they're not going to admit we were right. You can guarantee that. So uh, I don't know. I don't have to think of that, but uh, it's interesting theory. Yesterday, I, uh, Don, I read a... I, I think it's satire. It was released on zero hedge and they were trying to figure out, is this real? But it was somebody, somebody writing about how they were mad at the unvaxxed for not warning the vaxxed. They said you had information and you didn't tell us like this. I don't know if it's real or not, but it was really funny. Yeah. I think a sign of the time. It's, and that's why I don't know anymore. I mean, cause things are so upside down and weird, but I, I think that, uh, I think there's something to this Pfizer deal. Uh, guard, I want to get your educated opinion, sir. Yeah, that's that's uh, there was a little tiny nugget of something like that for me over the past couple of weeks as I saw some of the stuff about Pfizer and uh, but you you've I think you've looked at it a lot more substantially, a lot more critically. I didn't really I sort of like didn't really consider it beyond. Well, I, you know, it was just a passing thought. But, you know, if you look at like, you know, guys like Gottlieb going from the FDA into Pfizer, that revolving door of uh, government officials. Who was it? There was somebody who went from, uh, I think it was the Trump administration and joined Moderna. Um, Yeah, Stephen Hahn, Um, Stephen Hahn. So there is the, there's a very strong connection to both of these corporations. And I, I just don't know what to, what to think about it. You know, whether, you know, Pfizer might be the sacrificial lamb or it just might be circumstances that, uh, because Pfizer had to release those documents and they fought and they became sort of the, the central focus that the others have sort of have fallen by the wayside as far as the focus goes. I, it's difficult to, to sort of judge it. Um, and, and that's what I was wondering when I first saw that video of the Pfizer executive from Project Veritas. I thought, OK, is this is this something that's being set up by Project Veritas and they're targeting this guy? And then, you know, when I found out some of the back, the guy's background, it's like, OK, this is a real guy. I mean, it's possible that all these pictures and website connections and all these things could have been set up uh, to be cutouts and, you know, s- sort of limited hangout things to distract people and make people believe this guy's real. But it does seem like 
okay, it does seem like it's an authentic moment. It does seem like Project Veritas once more has gotten a really real good, uh, you know, undercover scoop. Uh, but at the same time, then I think to myself, okay, again, you know, why aren't they broadening the uh, the understanding of people to recognize that Moderna and, as you said, AstraZeneca and all of them have engaged in this type of research and this type of uh, mRNA technology that has been right. so destructive. So there there is a weird sort of it's sort of the blind spot that's that seems to be growing and growing, but you've noticed it. And I think that's that's really complimentary on on your part. Well done. I don't know. Appreciate you. Uh, Billy Ray, want to bring you in on this. Uh, just my my take, kind of a intuition on seeing Pfizer pop up and none of the others. And that's been going on quite a while on negative press. About I, think, I think I think you're on to something. I didn't really think of it because I was so happy that Pfizer was getting hammered or whatever, or that I saw you know that uh people or the, the mainstream media was coming out you know and, and giving negative information on the on the vaccine which i think is very necessary but yeah uh astroceneca has already been demonized in in the in the eyes of the mainstream along with johnson and johnson right they, they've been nobody really wants to take those because the mainstream has demonized you know and they're fine with demonizing them uh for a while pfizer was the rolls royce of the new world order right that was the one that they wanted but if we, if we look at moderna and how Fauci was intimately involved with Moderna before COVID-19 broke out. They were working on an HIV vaccine that was supposed to be mRNA. They converted it, most likely, uh, into the COVID vaccine because that's all they really had. you know. <laughs> so so that, that's all they were really working on this entire time. And they're going to roll out a, a, an HIV vaccine soon, from what I understand. But um, I think what you're on to, Tony, is that you know, they're demonizing Pfizer, even though Pfizer is using the mRNA uh, uh, blueprint. I think what they're doing is doing away with the old world order of vaccines. You know, um, they're doing away with, them. you know, we're not going to find the brick and mortar vaccine that most people are used to with the dead virus. They're going to screw with your genes from here on in. That's what they're going to do. They're going to screw with your genes. Right. And, uh, and Moderna is the flagship of that, you know, and like you said, DARPA funded uh, Fauci involved. I think Bill Gates was involved at some, I mean, all of these people, um, I can't, I can't, uh, certify the Bill Gates one, but, uh, Fauci for sure from, uh, from very early on, you know, and, and this is the wave of the future. This is what they were looking at from the beginning and never let a good, never let a good crisis go to waste. Right. So you're going to use this technology on most of the world to use them as guinea pigs, uh, while there's, uh, would-be pandemic running rampant, uh, supposedly, throughout the world. At least that's the narrative that they fed us, right? And and people were forced to get this vaccine. Some people did it willingly. A lot of people didn't because they had no other choice. And now we are the guinea pigs. Let's see what happens. But uh, they're not going to stop. They're going to continue with this. This is the new wave of vaccinations, if you want to call it that. I agree with you on that, Bill. There's something more sinister. This could be some sort of uh, controlled demolition or creative destruction. This looks a lot like uh, the British Empire of uh, late 30s. And then by the 10 years later, they were an aircraft carrier for the United States of America, as Gore Vidal said. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about some of the news out of the doomsday clock, if that's not too, <laughs> too dark, as we round out the last uh, 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, I saw this last week and i wanted to get your guys take on this they moved the doomsday clock uh it's now set at 90 seconds to midnight the closest the world has ever been to nuclear annihilation this is according to natural news and if you know i mean especially somebody like don jeffries growing up in the cold war i mean we i saw the last tail end of it um but this was always a thing you know it's a minute to midnight or whatever it's about this is they always had the doomsday clock and then depending on world tensions or how crazy things were so they've moved the doomsday clock yesterday on my show and i'm real sensitive to this just because of my combat service and how i'm, I'm more like smedley butler war is a racket everything to me looks like some sort of uh war drums being beaten and i again i, I have such a revulsion for the military industrial complex and the the soulless state doing their Luciferian rituals, sending off the people from Iowa and Texas and, you know, uh, other places around the United States to go die on a lie. And so I'm, I'm very I'm very uh, sensitive to that. But I look at the headlines of Drudge and I start to question my own judgment. And the reason I brought this up was Drudge is telling me that there's going to be a war. So that's when I start to question 
do I think there's going to be one now? Because again, does is is the whatever Drudge puts out is basically we. I mean, I accept this. This is like Operation Mockingbird 2.0. So again, I I leave it up to um, <laughs> I, I, that I leave it to the to the fact that I could be wrong. Let's put it that way about uh, these tensions rising. Is this a fear mongering deal? Is it really 90 seconds to midnight, Donald Jeffries? Well, how long have we been talking about World War III, Tony? It's probably been uh, I see you on the show. I know I've been talking about it every week on Jeff Jeff Rents' show. We're always on the brink. It looks like, man, we're, this is finally going to happen. And uh, everybody in America, especially, they're all giving you the, uh, you know, the indication that they want it to happen. None of them are opposed to it at all. For, you know, a handful of people that don't have much power. But everybody in Congress, including most of the Republicans, they are all they've demonized Putin and uh, they think this is the worst guy ever. And they love this Zelensky guy. They've made a rock star out of this, you know, absurd, uh, incredibly corrupt Zionist guy, former comedian. And uh, but it hasn't happened yet. And, you know, the longer this drags on, the more I'm thinking of the people, you know, they're like the flat earthers out there. There's a whole bunch of people that believe that nuclear weapons are a myth, that they don't really exist. And it's and I don't know that maybe it's you know I, I'm not saying they're right, but uh, the threat of nuclear war is a part of my very young child. You know I heard that all the time. I was a little I was not quite old enough to be in the duck and cover drills, but uh, we we watched them you know video them laughed at how stupid it was, but that was always a threat. You know I remember being very young with the Cuban Missile Crisis and uh, having a little. Sh not really a shelter, but a part of our basement downstairs where we'd stored food and everything. And there, there was a thought in my mind, I didn't really even know what nuclear war was, but that something really bad could happen and we would have to go down to the basement and, and stay there for a while. And, uh, you know, thank goodness, obviously it didn't happen, but I, I don't know. You know, this is uh, when Reagan was there in the 80s. We, we remember when they uh, shot down uh, the Korean, air, with, like the airliner uh, with uh, Larry McDonald on board, the congressman. And... I don't know. Wasn't that an an overt aggressive act with Ronald Reagan as president? And I think a lot of people thought, well, okay, Russia's finally good. He did nothing. I don't even think he really lashing. So I don't know what that means, but we've always, and I'm not, I'm not saying this, I don't want to jinx us into World War III, but I think they've been talking about this for a long time. Maybe they want people to believe that, but this has been going on at least a year. You and I have talked about it many times. And like I said, I've talked about it because Rents, he's kind of stopped talking about it. But every week he was saying we're closer. And I, you know, we say this every week. And, you know, I, I don't, yeah, our, our politicians, Biden and first, certainly the Democrats, especially, they're in lockstep. I don't think there's a single Democrat that's opposed to it at all. They all want World War III and there's not many Republicans. So, I, you know, it hasn't happened yet. So either that means Vladimir Putin, you know, really should win the Nobel Peace Prize because he's avoiding all this. Uh, this is all just more theater. And that's that's a theme with me. You'll see the more and more I think this is all scripted theater, all of it. I, I point. I don't think there's going to be a world because I think we're we've been in World War Three since uh, COVID came upon the scene. And it's a world, a real worldwide thing where the governments of all the world are at war with their own citizens. I don't think they want to give that up for something with Vladimir Putin. I don't believe. I'm starting to agree with that assessment. And I'll tell you something else. When you arrive in uh, a combat zone, the first thing that you'll be directed to understand that you are in theater. That's what they call it. And I remember my first when I showed up to Kosovo, my first deployment, yeah. this, this right. E4 walks out, this chubby E4 is like, welcome to theater. And I always remember that theater. I'm in a theater. Yes, you're in the theater of war. Gar Goldsmith. Yeah. yeah, this is interesting. There's so many factors to consider here. You know, you mentioned Drudge. And I was just thinking about, you know, obviously Drudge's changes over the years. And, and you know, I still check it out because it's important to see Drudge is basically a combination of of uh, scandal, uh, uh, fear-mongering, narrative, uh, narrative pushing, and sensationalism. You know, it's, it's, it's this weird combination that they put out there that no longer is connected with the sort of neocon or tradcon or anything like that. It's much more connected with the sort of deep state vibe and, and sort of an a anti, 
uh, traditionalist vibe that's there. It's very, very strange now. But yeah, you know, I, I think about it and I wonder, okay, could this be a larger macro theater thing? And, and then I go back to 2009 when the Russians decoupled from long-term U.S. bonds because of the uh, American Recovery Act and the amount of money that was pumped into the system then. And they're like, there's no reason for us to continue doing this. Chinese did the same thing. That's when they started to accumulate their gold. So, you know, unless this this is a super, super long, uh, that of course is what led and ended up leading to the, uh, the trigger in late 2013 for the Maidan coup and the color revolution uh, because the reelected leader of Ukraine was going to stay connected with Russia for energy. That's why Burisma got handed to, you know, Hunter Biden got a position on Burisma to make sure that that was disconnected from Russian energy exports. That's why the, the Ukrainians tried to move in and take Crimea and why shortly thereafter in 2014, Vladimir Putin was demonized as some evil guy because he went in to stop them from taking Crimea because they needed the warm water ports for their energy exports. That's why Syria, as I was, as I mentioned, you know, I went to dinner with my friend Glenn out in California at a a Middle Eastern restaurant, maybe 2011, 2012. And he's like, yeah, they're going to try to topple Assad. And the reason they wanted to topple Assad was because they had the deal with the Russians to put the pipeline through to Eastern Europe. So a lot of it had to do with propping up the petrodollar, which was on its last legs, especially after the American Recovery Act, as we see the BRICS nation started to grow. So unless this is some, you know, really, really big long term chess game of deep state people and Vladimir Putin is is still part of that game. Um, I see this as Vladimir Putin and the Russian traditionalists saying NATO will not go any further. We are done with this. We have made steps since 2009 to get away from the United States hegemony of its ridiculous currency tied to the petrodollar, and we're not having any more of it. And I think that uh, people like George Soros, the deep state, NATO, Atlantic Council, CrowdStrike, all of them, they, they want to do everything they could. And that's when it started in 2016 with the demonization of Russia, started really, really early, way before the DNC hack, when Portman and Murphy, two senators, pushed forward the countering foreign propaganda bill in early 2016, and that was put into the NDAA right before Obama left. That funded media to basically, as I mentioned in my show, they started an office in the Pentagon to give $150 million to pop media outlets that towed the line of the narrative line of anti-Russia propaganda. And they called it countering foreign propaganda. The whole thing has been massively set up, especially since late 2013 with the Maidan coup. I, I 100% agree with you. And, and and anybody's listening to my show, I've gone over the, the history of the NATO expansion after the fall of the Soviet Union. I mean, we are been provocative and, and again, expanding NATO. And that's one of the reasons that uh, Putin invaded Georgia. I think that was 07 during the Bush administration. We're about to bring Georgia into NATO. Again, it's an existential threat to the Russians. But I think what I'm starting to understand uh, with the emergence of the BRICS nations with Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa and then possibly Saudi Arabia is that this is a this is language. And I think the 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 emergence of the BRICS nations and the new currency, the new the new world order of currency, if you will, the competing factions, that's what's on the table here. And the United States military and the military industrial complex will fight to the death. I mean, they'll take us to war to save the dollar. Um, Billy, I want to get your opinion as we we close out uh, on the doomsday clock. Hey, so um, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. All right. There, there are only two yeah. things I hate, Tony. Only two things I hate. And one of them is nuclear war. Now you're supposed to ask me what the other thing I hate is. <laughs> I was waiting for you. What's, what's the other thing, Bill? <laughs> Carnies. <laughs> Circus <laughs> folk. Smell like cabbage. That's Small funny. house. <laughs> 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 if, if, if anybody knows, if anybody yeah. knows where that's from, it's you get a. Of course. Um, I don't know, Tony. I'm, I am. I am. I am at a spot now where after the whole Russia, Russia-Ukraine situation popped off, you know how I felt. I thought it was all 
you know, bullshit. I didn't think it was going to go down, you know, and then we kept saying it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and then it freaking happened, right? So I don't know anymore. Um, I tend to think that uh, we are not, you know, uh, 90 seconds to midnight or whatever the clock says. I tend to think that that we're not going to have nuclear war anytime soon. But, but this is the way this stuff works, right? And a, a lot of it is theater, and the, the, the U.S. Army has admitted to it in the Ghost in the Machine video that they put out and how they manipulate perception and how they're recruiting people so for psychological warfare, and this is um, this could this, it could be argued that this is more psychological warfare on the people of Earth, right? To create fear and to, to um, you know, sides to choose, uh, two sides from the same coin, right? And 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 go about it that way. But there's also the 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 boy who cried wolf syndrome, right? They keep saying that we don't believe it. Like, like uh, Don said, you know, every week we're covering the end of the world, right. and we don't believe it. Why do we? Why don't we believe it? Because we've been covering every week for however long on America Unplugged, and then our on our own broadcast, our own show. And when we do guest shows, wherever we talk about this sort of stuff, and it's been going on for a long time. But one of these days, it's gonna pop off. I, I've been watching. Uh, this show on HBO Max, uh, The Last of Us. Uh, it's on the second second episode. It's really good. I recommend people go watch it. It's about this. Uh, it's a doomsday scenario. Um, <laughs> there's a big tractor trailer next to us, and she's pissed. Um, I don't know if you guys heard it. Uh, regardless, so there was so there's this um, virus that has. Um, it's, it's a fungus, actually, that's taken over humanity, right? Um, and they brought in this, because it started in a town in India, and they brought in this, this great Indian um, scientist to come take a look at, at, at the onset of this, at the very beginning of what was going on. Um, nobody else knew they brought her in, and she was like, man, we got a problem, you know? And the, the Indian officials were standing by, well, what do we do? And she goes, blow up this town she's like blow it up right now nuclear weapons blow it up and kill everyone in she said this was on last week's episode you know um and then she started crying because there's like there's no way to to stop this you know we, we are screwed and we got we got to take into account that a lot of these people admittedly and by these people i mean the elite have uh called us viruses to, to, to or a plague on the earth you know the human virus, that's what we are. So uh, who's to stop them from one day launching a nuclear bomb and killing half of us, since that's what they want, right? Um, so I, I am not, well, I don't think it's coming anytime soon. That's just me uh, with the, bo the boy who cried wolf syndrome. This could pop off tomorrow, sure. but who knows? Well, that's the way things happen a lot of times with war, and uh, that's why I'm I'm watching it. I'm very concerned, still watching it, but I also realize that the headlines are telling me something, and they're they're telegraphing it to me. They want me to believe something. I don't like that. I I don't believe what they want. Agreed. Generally, so uh, we got uh, we had a great show. I appreciate uh, Guard uh, joining us. Thank you, Billy, for joining us on the road. Always. Uh, Always insightful, even when you're traveling uh, at 65 miles an hour. You're still smart, my friend. Still very <laughs> appreciate that. Don, Thank Jeff, you. appreciate you. I want to go to the chat real quick and just say we got Wayne McCroy, uh, 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 Junkyards in there. We got tipped, and I don't know. I have to go back, and I'm sorry. I'm hosting today, so I'm having a hard. Rhonda Tate's in the chat. I don't know who tipped us. It'll take me forever to go back because the chat's been very active. Jason Barker, Tom Cooper. Uh, and Chris, I mean, all the good folks. And I appreciate it. If I don't call your name, it's just because we're having to close out and I got people waiting for me. Uh, but Don Jeffries, uh, while I'm going through the chat, why don't you tell people where they can find you? It's donaldjeffries.media is the website. And uh, if you're not a subscriber to my Substack, please consider doing so. It's donaldjeffries.substack.com. I write there regularly and it's the only shadow band. I'm shadow banned on Twitter. I did an experiment last week to prove how shadow banned I am on Facebook. 
Uh, it's, you know, it is what it is, but uh, Substack is a free speech platform, so you can find me there. And uh, my books, I've got three books coming out this year in some kind of order, so look for those as well. Excellent. Uh, Guard Goldsmith, tell people where they can find you, sir. Hey, and thanks again to all you guys. It's just so great to be hanging out with you guys and safe travels, Billy. I love you, man. I uh, got to say, if people want to find me again, Substack would be probably the best or Twitter. It's at Guard Goldsmith on Twitter. And my presence there hasn't been knocked off for, I think, about a year now. So that's cool. And um, yeah, Substack, Gard, uh, Gardner Goldsmith Substack. And then we've got the Liberty Conspiracy Show on Rockfin uh, every night starting at 6 o'clock Monday through Friday. So if people want to go to Rockfin, hop on over there. Um, oftentimes we go longer, except on Thursday nights I end at 7 so people can watch the David Knight live program there. But yeah, Substack, Garden Goldsmith, Liberty Conspiracy over at Rockfin, and there are Liberty Conspiracy uh, channels on BitChute and Rumble and stuff like that. And my work for mrctv.org. So you can go to MRCTV's presences all over the internet. Just look it up, then you'll see my wonderfully uh, bald head. <laughs> Thank you, Guard. Always excellent analysis, my friend. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Billy, tell people where they can find The Infinite Fringe. You can find The Infinite Fringe at theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com and The Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcast. I had my boy, Mr. Neil Sanders, on Ruffling Feathers. I certainly got mail because of it. Go listen. Uh, I think it was a, a, a good perspective. But hey, uh, you know, who am I to say? You guys be the judge. Go listen. America Unplugged right here on Rock in 12 p.m. Eastern every Saturday. And thank you for, for my boy, uh, Directed Evolution, who sat in for me today. Very appreciative. <laughs> What's going on? Take it easy, everybody. Excellent. Uh, folks, uh, I'm just looking at the chat, and if I don't find everybody, but Angus Mustang tipped us $20, and he said, uh, Tony, I'll be in Denison next week. Maybe I'll see you around. I don't think you're seeing me in Denison next week. I'm still looking at a time to go. I have to, to take some gold and silver. I do have some stuff I have to deliver very soon, but I don't have a date yet. So I will, I'll let you guys know on social media when I might be in Denison next, but I appreciate you heading down there. Even if you go down there, you can go meet my mom. You go see hi to, say hi to Cindy. And I'm looking for the other tip. I know we got one, and guys, just forgive me on this because the chat has been active today, and I'm probably I'm, I'm scrolling as fast as I can, but I'm not going to be able to find it, I don't think. And my hammer won't help. Oh, let's see. I, I think I just passed it. I've got I've got okay. Well, Angus Mustang again. Did he? Did we do another twenty dollars? I'm not sure. Uh, maybe he's the one that gave us all everything today. I don't know. But uh, we appreciate everybody who who, who joined us. Uh, and I uh, also, you know, again, thanks to Guard Goldsmith one more time. And I'm going to I'm going to take us out of here, ladies and gentlemen. This has been America Unplugged, AmericaUnplugged.com here every Saturday. The legendary Don Jeffries, Billy Ray Valentine and great guests like Guard Goldsmith. And you'll find you'll find me, too, very often here on America Unplugged. All right. I'll take us out. See you guys next time. Take care. Mm -hmm.